0: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Rivals on Bikes. We're so excited to be here with y'all playing in what will be our final episode of the Quarrington uh, Crew Saga. Uh, everyone, let's go around and just say hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi.
1: <laughs> oh shoot, I'm muted. Hi. <laughs> good job, good job
0: uh yeah we're all back we're excited it's gonna be a good episode uh for folks who haven't seen us or don't know what's going on watch the previous vids it's gonna be the easiest way of understanding what's happening uh but let's go around and introduce ourselves for the folks who uh just want to say hi awesome let's go to latia
2: it's me uh hi i'm latia i'll be playing micah kensington a classmate to london and uh Associate of Colleen, Tanya's character, um, the conspiracy theorist of the group, and all around meat girl?
0: Sounds about right. I think that's, that's uh, it, with, with this reaction, seems to be the best understanding of them.
2: Meat girl question mark? Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, Tanya, you want to go next?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm Tanya Cypher I'm playing Colleen Fouché. The other, well, the only adult in the group, I think, um, <laughs> who is just basically like, y'all figured out her secret last time that she uh, might be involved with the Rivals Techno Gang, and uh, she basically has all the cool stuff in her house. She's Batman, and was like, well, this happened us, this happened quickly last episode, so let's see what happens. And uh, her pronouns and mine are
0: she/her. Awesome uh let's go to sharif
3: hey this is sharif uh he him uh i'm playing clyde rutherford uh young parent um peach enthusiast uh and now possessed baby daddy like i don't really know how (laughs) what to call myself now but uh you know we we gotta see what happens because man that that ending was something else that ending was something else
0: it was a good time, and we we found, or maybe gained more questions than answers in the last episode, uh, but you know, uh, that was all my doing. Hi, I'm the DM of this game, <laughs> I'm uh, Maru, Masood, Huck, uh, Marud, Masood, Marudboy on the internet, uh, my pronouns are he, him, and yeah, I've been running us through the wonderful uh, game that we're playing right now, uh, Kids on Bikes, we're doing our own Rivals takes on it, and we couldn't have done this without um, our sponsorship uh, so we're sponsored by blue microphones all of our audio equipment that you see us using today uh, was provided us by blue so if you're trying to inspire the audio ambiance of a divine aura or an infernal vibe know that blue microphones can provide the tools you need um, and I'll um, truly from the bottom of my heart thank you so much uh, to Joel and the folks at blue uh, this game has been really fun to run and them giving us that opportunity was super dope um, let's do a little bit of a recap as we go into uh, what happened. So, uh, do you want me to recap, or do you all want to go around the room?
2: Let's you yeah, do it because right, that
0: answer. was
1: that was creepy AF. So I think it needs to be all you. Wow, perfect.
3: I'll take that. I'll take that
2: to keep the creepy vibe. So, uh, yeah, as
3: last, as as yeah. as long as you start off with that same screech. No. <laughs> like that, that, that <laughs>
0: Not the Wollum screen. We, no. we can, we can uh, it uh, what's it called? add the clip back in. You can link onto it. You can find it. We'll <laughs> put it in post. There you go. Um, but it was really dope. Last week, uh, you all had finished um, the previous session, sort of uncovering this spooky ritual that kept the land fertile in Corrington, the reason why um, it seemed to have the growth that it did. Um, and. Where we left off right before last episode was you all pulling up to the uh, fall festival, um, gearing up uh, to rescue April, Clyde's daughter, who had been taken as the final sacrifice um, in this uh, worship of Baal, the ancient god who was responsible to the bounty that had been uh, gifted to y'all, and defiance of his sibling, Mott. Um, And so you guys arrive, and the first thing you notice is one of the previous, uh, I guess, villains of our story, a uh, leaf person, a plant man, um, was waiting at the edge of the grounds, looking you all, and he made, or it made its presence known before disappearing, uh, and you all had to walk in, and as you guys were walking in, you encountered... Um, Visions of your past, history, and memories uh, from moments that had occurred in your life that um, were just those. And along the way, you also found uh, DJ Sparky, the local DJ of WZYT, the Zit, um, playing music that pops for Corrington. And you uh, were talking to him, trying to get him out of the festival before he was attacked by Mayor Noah, or at least a Leaf person person composed to look like mayor noah Mm. um you know that mayor noah had been caught up in the sacrifice earlier so to see him there was something off-putting and between a standoff that left uh dj sparky as hostage uh our very own star athlete london lancaster came in with a home run uh saving uh dj sparky's life From then, you all made it into the Corn Hall, which had transformed since the last time you all were there, Um, and suddenly uh, you encountered a series of traps that you all outwitted and brought your way through to finally find Old Man Archie, or the Arcanon, as he preferred to be called, uh, standing over a ritual to uh, consume April's essence to bring back this new bounty uh, for another seven years in order to stop the process, you all got into a bit of a scuffle um, (laughs) and were able to outpower um, uh, the Arcanon. And in doing so, realizing that he only had one option, he sacrificed himself to prolong the ritual, but in doing so, had some words of warning for you. Um, Just this part I'll recap because I think It is important. I'm going to read. Um, Before, uh, as Archie was stabbed, April opened her eyes, but they weren't her eyes anymore. They were completely glazed over, completely white. And uh, in a voice that no three-year-old should have, said, Thank you, my agents of chaos. You've done what needed to be done, performing excellently. Too long has the favor and drink of this land been unchecked. Too long has the population of your mortal brethren has gone unchecked. Too long has my nature been held at bay for theirs to shine. It is time to skip to tip the scales back. The balance of things will be evened. And Archie from the Vines replied to y'all, uh, I have bought you seven years. That's all I have ever done. Hope you enjoy things before the apocalypse. Before the Vines that were enwrapping him, begin to discolor his own skin transforming him into um what a more natural looking uh figure like you know how like old wooden sail ships had uh what's it called like people or like they put individuals on their figureheads. Yeah, figureheads thank you that's the word on the bow of the ship I i remember bow but i could not find the word figurehead uh <laughs> it kind of looks like that but more natural um as if he is actually grown into the vines themselves uh and so here's the cool thing about uh kids on bikes is they actually have this option is that if you're running games over multiple sessions you can choose um how much time passes. And I'm going to say seven years passes. And so I'm going to ask you all a series of questions now, because part of this game is collaborative storytelling, um, about what sort of happens to y'all wow. in those seven years. I've, awesome. I have a few, yeah, I have a few questions that I want to, I want to hit you with, um, as a group. And we're going to ask like we did before we're going to first talk about Corington, Um, so here, Here's, here's my first question. Uh, well, I'm going to ask a bunch of them, and we can sort of go back to it. Um, yeah, I'll just go through my list. What happens immediately after the last episode? Like, what, what sort of occurs in the next 48 hours for you all? What is the state of local politics after the mayor and his family's death? So Mayor Brom- Nolan Bromington dies. He's sacrificed along the wall because you guys weren't able to save them in time. Same thing with his wife, uh, Jessica Fitwicky Bromington, um, and uh, their child, uh, Laura Bromington. Um, you also lose uh, Gregory from earlier, um, Rebecca, the babysitter, mm-hmm. um, and Keenan. Um, I believe his name was Fields, the uh, gym teacher over at Our Lady of Perpetual Peaches, um, a local high school in town. So these individuals, along with Archie, die. And what is the fallout of that? What what happens? How do the authorities handle it? What goes on there? Um, for you all as a group, do you all tell the town? Does this truth come out? Who listens? And my last question before I save my final question after we get this. Um, what happened to DJ Sparky? Yeah, because like Sparky,
3: he... He got away, right? He 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 was. You, being you guys held. Saved him. He,
0: Yeah. Uh. He booked it out of there immediately. Peeled out and left some of his most prized possessions behind. Um, also, just for the record, I want to let you all know, um, pun intended. Let me just look this up. Um, it's 1996 now. The top songs are "I Love You Always Forever" by Donna Lewis, uh, "Come On and Ride It" by Quad City DJs, "It's All Coming Back to Me" by Celine Dion, uh, "Unbreak My Heart" Tony Braxton, "Change the World" Eric Clapton, uh, and "If Your Girl Only Knew" by Aaliyah. So these these are the the tracks of the time. If you want to place yourself as you think about oh also. Uh, elevators by
3: outcast. I was about to say, yeah, I was like, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also ready. Oh, now you're not, or not tup- by the food. No, yeah, no fuji's no uh, Tupac. Oh, okay. I'm just here. Like, come
0: on, man. Uh, come on, where Car- it's it's at? A oh, Busta Rhymes. Whoa,
3: right. yeah. That was a good year. That was a good year. Wow. Yeah.
1: I'm surprised no one starts singing Toney Braxton. <laughs> 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 yeah
0: oh man so this sort of all this stuff uh, is going on uh, it's been a wild seven years let's sort of um go down the first couple lists and like ask them. i wanted to just read them all out for you so you know but let's work our way down what happens immediately after so in the next 48 hours what occurs
1: um i think colleen would use the resources of of her of her group to make everyone think that it was just like a mass illusion. She'd men in black. It, not that she knows what men in black is. But, you know, like, you know, cult murders mayor and family, but our names would be nowhere in it. Like, we would not take any blame. We weren't there. We left town. We suddenly disliked apples and peaches. And we just were like, you know what? There's, a, there's something to do in the next town. Nobody saw us.
0: Heck yeah. So you use the resources of the rivals to make your, you all have like an alibi of some kind. So oh, yeah. uh, when folks, the of course the federal authorities show up, when word hits that a cult murdering happened, this is like way too big for the local police. Mm-hmm. So they get into it and they start um, looking into it, but you all are able to keep your names out of any lists, uh, any questioning that happens seems to go uh unnoticed because of the rivals uh, excellent technical abilities um what about for what sort of happens uh give me a little more detail from the rest of y'all uh sorry what happens uh, in the next
3: 48 hours well uh well Clyde for sure is uh I don't know um I mean, it's hundred percent depends on what's happening with April, right? So, yeah, if she is like, if that speech thing happened and that's like it, like Clyde is hundred percent trying to rush her to a hospital, even though it so, even though it seems not like a hospital kind of problem, like he doesn't know what mm-hmm. to do. So he is. So what happens?
0: I'll say is that she definitely that speech happens. Archie says this thing, and the moment he turns into wood, um, April eyes. Closed closed again and she kind of collapses asleep um and so yes he's based on that her, you yes absolutely. To the rush of the hospital mm-hmm. uh you take her to the hospital um what do you tell the hospital
3: uh i tell them that uh she's not feeling well and i just she's... wanted to be safe
0: yeah so they take her in they look at april um and they notice a little bit of like uh scratch marks on her skin and some things that you know are from where the vines were like wrapped around her in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, But you um, mentioned that she was playing outside and like kind of got tripped in a bush and used her wrist to kind of protect her. Um, And she eventually comes to within the next uh, eight hours and she looks at you and um, it's like, daddy, I had." I had the worst nightmare. Um
3: and what do you tell her? Uh I tell her It's okay, April. It's okay. We we all have bad nightmares. We all have bad nightmares, but um I'll be here for you always.
0: Am I am I in the hospital? What happened?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um I'm just this is just a place where people go uh when they're not feeling well and and uh, you weren't feeling well.
0: I wasn't feeling well, Oh, okay. I, okay. Um. And so you don't really tell her no what occurs. Absolutely right. Not. No. Perfect. Um, Micah, what happens for you for the next in those like forty eight hours? What occurs?
2: Um, I'm probably sticking with Colleen for most of mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't. So so. Outside of this 48 hours, I I already know what's happening, but, um, like, I think I make sure, I also make sure Lincoln, Lincoln, goodness, London, I, there's a Lincoln in the house, <laughs> <laughs> that London, uh, gets home safely, cause I'm, cause, I don't know, I don't think anybody wants to be alone after this, so I just kind of want to stick with everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. She, she's making... She's already, like, formulating a plan in her head. Like, the plan is to, like, go find Sparky. Make sure London gets home safe. Mm-hmm. Ask Colleen if she can join the rivals. Uh, <laughs> take her car home. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you sort of, like, sort of tie up the loose ends that you need. Make sure that, uh like, everyone sort of looked after, like, double-checking on the emotional state of everyone in the group. Um, And you bring up a good point. Like, you... Um, want to make sure London gets back alright because while your parents aren't in town London's parents are um, and though they sort of trust him to have gone, come home and gone to bed um, been there before uh, midnight when his curfew was uh, you all, like London you called your parents home and left a message saying that you stayed over at Colleen's, um, what what happens when you get back like sort of what's that interaction like
4: mm, um i think he like i feel like london sneaks home and he does actually talk to his parents like this whole experience kind of like freaked him out mm-hmm. and um how he kind of had the feeling of wanting to leave quarantine he like packs up like a few shirts um some personal items and he like runs away <sighs> yeah Nah, he runs away. Just like he just he he leaves town. He he gets all of his money that he has. Has to go to the nearest bus station and he leaves town. Dips. This is wild.
0: Seven people die, and one kid goes missing. What do the rumors spin out from it? Um, well, what do you think the rumors are? I think that like I want to I want to look into that. Like what does. Does London ever think about Corrington again? Or are you just, like, moving... You're off to New York. That was always the plan, right? You were going to get yeah. out of this town. You are going to go to plan- New York. He was
4: planning on leaving, and this this was the the thing that made him leave.
0: Heck, yeah. yeah. And then, um, Colleen, do you still... Do you know that London dips? Like, do you... Wait. So, London, do you tell anyone you're leaving? No. Not even the crew. So, you <sighs> just leave. No. Heck,
4: yeah. He leaves, wow. he leaves a note for Colleen and tells her what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... He just leaves. Yeah. But he's the only, she's the only person that he tells.
0: And Colleen, when um, you said that you sort of cover their tracks, do you, what do you do to protect London? Cause obviously this is going to like pin on him, right? Like he's suddenly gone. Like what sort of happens to uh, does, what do the rivals do to kind of protect London's identity? Or what do you do with the rivals resources? Which might be a better question.
1: Um, since I know what he did, I, you yeah. know, I've got my ways of finding people. Yeah. So, so <laughs> London, London gets a, a mystery package of, uh-huh. um, bank bonds, a new passport. I don't remember. Oh. I'm trying to remember driver's licenses were a thing then, right? Yeah. yeah oh, they were. Sure. Yeah. Look, I don't know.
5: Yeah. I'm trying. I've,
1: I've, <laughs> i had a car once in my life. I'm trying to remember, um, like, A new, like, alternate identity should it come down to that, because I just Mm -hmm. let him know, it's like, you know, not going to show up on your doorstep, Mm -hmm. but here's something in case anybody tries to come sniffing around, Mm because with all these dead people and you suddenly being gone, there was some suspicion. Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So, you know, kid that not everybody knew a lot about, that always seemed standoffish, goes missing... And word is a cult was happening. People are putting two and two together and getting eight. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, if you need it, I got you. Just let me know once in a while that you're okay.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Also, and, uh, as 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 a point about the licenses uh, back then in 96, uh, those New Jersey and New York licenses, not a lot of security. uh <laughs> No holograms on those things back then. <laughs> not that I know, but very easy no, of to copy. No, very, very <laughs> not easy to make fake licenses uh, back yeah. back then.
0: So if you have a um, time machine and want to go <laughs> get into that's the time. <laughs>
2: no, I also I also think that um, Micah continues to be her usual self mm-hmm. and helps the rumors with her. Wild, wonderful conspiracy theories mm. to kind of maintain whatever normalcy there can be in corrington after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like all these rumors and so, oh, Micah's. Of course, of course, Micah is. Uh-huh.
0: I love that. um If there's so ma- there's she... so many like so many rumors out there, no one really knows what to
2: believe about it. Yeah. So, like, I'm putting out some super ridiculous ones Uh and also some that are just, like, could be. Yeah. But so far off of what actually happened. Yeah. Very dope.
0: Um, Awesome. That's great, guys. I love that. Let's go into a little bit about the politics. What um, happens after the mayor and the family's death? Who becomes the new mayor? Um, What sort of... What happens to the town? Does the fall festival even uh, happen again anymore? Ooh.
1: I think Clyde should become
5: mayor.
3: <laughs> well, I, actually, how 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 about this? How about the the uh, retired head of the EDM company? Heck yeah. In a bid for Ooh. relevance, uh, you know, he's kind of like a Bloomberg kind of guy, just a billionaire mm-hmm. that can just throw money at a political campaign. Yeah, makes a big effort to become mayor of uh, Corrington.
0: The retired EDM CEO becomes the mayor. Heck yeah. Um, And what, do you guys want me to create a name for him? Do you have a name in mind?
3: Uh, I do not. uh, Okay,
0: I'll I'll generate one. Um, What happens to the relationship between Corrington and EDM after this sort of switch happens this this new power
3: well i mean i'd imagine there would definitely be some accusations of uh you know like because at the beginning we said that edm was kind of a stagnant company like not really hiring a lot so there's definitely a lot of uh thoughts that you know he's going to use the power of the government to make the company relevant again because he's Uh even though he's retired Um, still has a lot of share, you know, investments, all that stuff in the company, so that he might be, um, you know, trying to use that influence to make the company, uh, to Uh increase the value of the company.
0: And the thing about Mayor Roswell Jenkins is that he is so... He was always... He came to Corrington with EDM. He's not originally from Corrington, right? Like, he he came when the company came. Um, And folks really remember him for the boom that happened then when mayor uh, when uh roswell came uh with everybody else like the prosperity so it probably made it easier for him to like run that campaign as to like why he should be mayor um and yeah i like that a lot that's very dope um does anyone else have stuff that they want to add to sort of that or like how the town changes on a level um because of that information and post corrington Um, Perfect. Um, and so people sort of live in this new life uh, at E, where EDM is uh, really—it's becoming EDM town, right? It's not even um, like Corrington is itself. The fall festival doesn't happen anymore. It's just known for this company. Um, and what do you all? So you all said that you guys kind of don't tell anyone about what occurs right like you guys try to keep it under wraps so no so y'all don't tell the town nobody everyone listens as you don't tell them um and so nothing really occurs what happened to dj sparky someone who had media influence and directly saw some of this horror
2: I go to visit Sparky a lot, too. <laughs> oh. oh,
1: that's better than what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think I try to express upon him the importance of not really... Being so vocal about it because who's going to believe us in this small town? Wait,
0: Micah, you want me to keep it under wraps? You're the one who's talking about all these conspiracies all the time and now suddenly I need to not tell people the truth? And he looks at you incredulously.
2: Yeah, see, here's the thing. Really though, who is going to believe
0: you? And so you all have this moment realizing that the only real truth you all know can never be shared. Um, I imagine that like builds a little bit of a like camaraderie, a friendship, like deepens your relationship in some way. Um, do you end up getting a radio show? Do you end up doing uh, a program <laughs> um, at the local radio station? Are you
2: so yeah. for for the last year that I am in Corrington, because I go away to college, right? For the last year that I am in Cornington, I do start working at the radio, at the radio station.
0: Heck yeah. Very cool. So you spent some time uh, getting into the uh, radio scene. Um, Are you ever an on-air personality or you're a producer? You're always behind, uh, behind the deck.
2: Um, I think most, mostly, mostly a producer. I'm more interested in how everything works, but I think he manages to get me on air, I do I like a monthly. Thing. You do
0: not even a weekly, a monthly show. Very, a monthly. Very dope. Um, and so that's great. And then this is my final question about the town before we go to individual questions. And what happens to the farm? Does it get a new steward? And how does that affect Corrington's culture
3: and economy?
2: Clyde, do you take it over? I I
3: can't imagine it being like. Like I know it's like the lifeblood of the of the town. But I I don't know. I feel like with this mass murder that happened below it, I think it might be like a yeah, yeah, this is quote unquote. Um I think I don't know. I feel like it might be repurposed or maybe Mm. or maybe since the new mayor has if we can say he's been successful at yeah. using his political favors at getting EDM back on town, maybe the peach farm has Ooh. become like sort of a, mm, it's, I love it's this. like a, like, are they still honor it. It's a rent, but it's, it's more like going to like a historic, like, like a museum, like a historical well, thing. You know
0: what I mean? I love this. The farm itself is 10,000 acres. So of course, all of it doesn't disappear. Parts are just bought off and it's not really bought off, but it's sold by Corrington city government, right? Cause now it's, there's no person in charge. No one sort of, there was no will that Archie left behind because he never thought he'd be in this space. So it kind of became the city's land and they bought her up real quick because they set the price. Um, and they were able to then sell off portions of it. So there's still the historic area, which leaves Corn Hall the original building, mm-hmm. um, still intact, but the other places end up being sort of taken and, um, repurposed to different, uh, originally parts of EDM, but then as a bid to get in more commerce and, um, just like flow, because now it's about like, Corrington's Growth, probably like a strip pops up somewhere in there and you find like a bunch of like little uh, shops um, that come to it. Some larger chains. Um, even, heck, heck you all got a Walmart it oh, uh, comes through. Big you know? time. Oh, dang. Big time. Uh, no Burger King yet, adventure. but a Walmart.
3: <laughs> like a Burger Aww. King inside of the Walmart.
2: We got a venture, y'all. Heck
0: yeah. So I love that. Let's move on to individual questions. And for this, I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, and then I'm going to let you all sit on it. Cause I want you to, and I'll play a little bit of music so you guys can like sort of like think about it. Um, and then we'll come back. I'll answer questions from chat if folks have any questions to ask me. Um, so I want you to think about, uh, I'm going to say a general question and then I'm going to ask a specific question to each of you. So first one, what do you do for those seven years? Like, what, what do you do in those seven years? Just what happens? Um, the big beat points for you, the things that you think are important. Um, Colleen, this one is for you. What becomes of the rivals? Do you change direction on your mission because of the interactions with the supernatural? Do things shift because you're an anti-EDM organization at your core, and now suddenly EDM is more present and more influential in the town um, that you're kind of, Uh, techno-representing. Micah and London, you both are now 24. Um, I want you to think about the biggest changes for them physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And by spiritually, I I don't mean theologically. I mean more towards like intrinsically as like what drives you? Like what changes about that in that seven years? Or what do you learn about yourself? Um, Micah, what becomes of your conspiracy hunting? London, you already answered this question that I wrote. Do you end up leaving? Um, you do. He's out. My question is, what brings you back seven years later? Um, and then Clyde, April is now 10. What happens to her and you over those years? Um, you're now 26. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were 19 and now you're 26. So I, I for I want you to think about also this relationship 19 to 17 is a bit of a difference 26 to 24 doesn't feel as much Mm -hmm. and so how does that affect Clyde as he's now interacting with like Micah um and some of the other folks um yeah and then I'm going to provide a little bit more stuff um but in the meantime uh yeah I just want y'all to sit on that and think and I'm going to play a little bit of music in our background don't worry it's not spooky yet i promise uh but yeah um so take some time we'll uh i'll give you like a nice like five ten minutes to think about that um and i'll just be here in chat if you guys have any questions feel free to enter into our giveaway we're giving away a few copies of uh R- uh, kids on bikes yep. uh rivals on bikes. rivals on bikes for a moment uh kids on bikes and uh, a supplement to go with it so if you really like what we're doing if you're enjoying us playing this game and wondering how you can do it please enter the giveaway it's the easiest way to enter a chance um you can also do that um anywhere internationally nationally we're not beholden to any restrictions uh, get in those submissions And also, if folks uh, want any um, questions or if you guys have any uh, comments for me, feel free to let me know.
1: I'm just trying to think of what we were up to. Goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Magicka RPG. I, I don't know. I'd still enter. It might be a good, worth a shot. And this might be the game to get you back into it. I don't. For me, it's. I really love it. Um, you can talk, and if you want to know a little bit about more about this game specifically. You can um, go on to our YouTube. We have uh, an interview with the creators, uh, John and Doug, talking about uh, the system and what it was like. So you can find out a little bit more, um, which might be great to do after you submit and you're waiting for that book to arrive and uh, do a little pre-research. By the way, uh, once again, I just want to shout out, thanks to Blue for sponsoring us. Um, we really love that we're able to do this. It's a fun uh game and uh yeah really r- appreciate their support
2: hope everybody loves my research faces
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is a very chill stream thank you I, i'm i you know after last week i wanted to give a nice a respite um some time to relax ourselves uh, yeah and who knows what happens with the rest of this episode maybe nothing
2: Maybe every. So maybe whenever, everything.
0: whenever your DM
1: <laughs> says that,
0: <worry. laughs> me a liar? What? It's not like I win every game of Among Us. What? <laughs>
1: See now that means why, I don't why? want to play that with you.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish
3: I wish I was that good at Among Us. Oh man,
1: we should do Rivals Among Us. That's probably the only way I play it.
0: That'd be such a blast.
3: Yeah, I've I've, I've actually never played it. So
1: it's like five so dollars. mm mm-hmm. And that could help push us to affiliate. That's true. Sure was. You're good. Ah. (laughs) I don't trust Brandon, though. I've watched him play. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be lurking Uh, in your streams. Yeah. Like, it's like, ooh, mm -mm, I can't play with Brandon. Yeah, I hear, like, oh, look, there's a body. I wonder who did it.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 I think it's, I love, for me, the moment someone who was the imposter Made the announcement of the body that they just murdered. Like when that when that trap was laid for me was the moment I was like, oh, oh, that's so good. Because uh, I fell for hookline and sinker. I was like, who did this? You called it in? It must have been somebody else. Um,
1: Surely you wouldn't call in the murder you just did,
0: right? What serial killer behavior is that? Trying to get credit for?
1: <laughs> like, have you met any of us? <laughs>
0: uh awesome y'all i'll give you another just like three minutes feel free to add anything y'all want to add
2: i forgot what the questions were i was too busy researching what micah did in college yeah
0: oh let, me, let me read them for you um so Excuse for me. micah and uh london well for you you guys both have this question of like what was the biggest changes about you physically mentally emotionally spiritually? Um, in those like seven years it is a period of transition because you guys are moving particularly i'm asking you all you're transitioning from being teens to adults um and so like what does that look like for y'all um and then micah you specifically what yeah just what happens to your conspiracy hunting like how does that change does it change and yeah uh Kelly, you bring up a good point. Why can't you just RPG betrayal at the hill uh, at the hill House?
2: We've done it. I mean, look at that. We've we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> the one shot I led y'all through oh, right. was a oh yeah. The one shot I let y- I built the house in betrayal yep. and right. then ran you through yeah. it. It's totally doable. <laughs>
3: that was a great game. Mm-hmm. Very fun.
0: <laughs> also, just because the that set that you put us in. That d d set like, oh, so weird and like just like funny. Uh, it was so good. Yeah.
1: We don't have a Discord command. Let me fix that. <gasps> no! Let me fix that.
0: Uh, and then this last one is, uh, I'll ask you all, do you do any research on Ball, Mott, and how it relates to Corington. Like, do do you all still... How prevalent is that seven-year timer on you? Y'all feel good to hop back in to chat with what you guys came up with? Yeah, I, yeah? I do. I think so. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Um, let's uh, work our way around. Uh, Sharif, why don't you start? Um, I, well, actually, no, nah, I... I have some stuff about April, so I think Clyde should go last. Rejected. So if you have to go last, (laughs) Clyde, if Clyde has to go last, uh, let's start with Tanya. Tell us about Colleen.
1: Um, Colleen actually used what she had with the rivals and she kind of expanded the network as technology got better. Mm -hmm. And she, she kind of took a page from Micah and and started doing a lot of anti-EDM propaganda
5: Oh.
1: Because it was like, look at this. They huh. moved into our town. We had a horrible mass murder. And they just conveniently started buying parts of that old beach farm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, one of our favorite sons has left under mysterious circumstances. Don't you question what EDM is up to?
0: Who benefited the Who most from EDM the fall was? of uh, Old Man Archie's farm? Yep. EDM. Yeah. Yep. I like that. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, very cool. Um, let's move on. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? And that You're now like, we said you were like 24, 25. So I'm almost in 30. The, no, so I'm yeah, 32. Yeah. If it's you're seven like 32, years. 31. You yeah. Do you tell people you're still almost 30? Or is it like, is is um, Colleen like, no,
1: Black Colleen don't, doesn't
0: seem to. Black yeah. don't <laughs> crack. They don't know how old she is.
1: <laughs> so, um, but also like, you know, yeah. she's just out there. and People still wonder why she's there. Yeah. Because, the peach farm is done the festival's done she uh-huh. really has on the surface it makes it seem like there's no reason for her to stay yeah so she takes a girlfriend uh-huh. but people don't know anything about this woman because like she just showed up and it's starting to be seen around town yeah so it's kind of like almost like bruce wayne and uh selena kyle
0: <laughs> okay awesome and so, uh, does your girlfriend know about the rivals, or is this? Oh, like-
1: she's part of the rivals. I she see, runs like our are. East Coast division. Oh. But our internet, <laughs> is, like we've got the best internet we can possibly oh. get.
0: Oh yeah, out in Cornington, you have access to it all. Heck yeah, yeah. we we Very got cool.
1: the we got the premium dial up. <laughs> uh, what
0: is <laughs> what is her name? Uh, Do you want to come up with one?
1: No, I'm going to give her the name Tiffany.
0: Tiffany, cool. So Tiffany, um. other rival member is is there sort of doing stuff with you all your girlfriend you're seen about town i think this is interesting because um we already talked about how the fouches had been sort of a, a figure point of uh corrington for a long time i think it doesn't seem unreasonable for people within town to come to you to try to run opposed to roswell jenkins like like there's some people in the area who start up a camp like who who could beat roswell it's got to be like truly a daughter of corrington Colleen. um and do you take them up on that do you try um being uh do you run for office or do you're just like i'm i do best where folks don't see me in the spotlight
1: uh, no because she's not gonna concede to the man she would never run for office yeah. uh-huh
5: because
0: like it.
1: the rivals would probably take her out even even if i can see it's like kind of like kind of like modern day politics trying yeah. to infiltrate from the inside they would never forgive her for basically conceding to the man
0: uh, yeah I see that I was trying to get you some real Bruce Wayne energy and I like i like, I like this she- like like yeah. She's
1: like the anarchist Bruce Wayne where she's got Heck all it. her money and she doesn't need to do the corporate thing because a board is not mm-hmm. going to tell her what to do.
0: Exactly. So. I like that. Heck yeah. So it's just you and Tiffany just doing what you guys get up to while existing in Corrington under the guise of just, yeah, living in this place. Um, awesome. Let's move on to Micah. What happens with Micah in this time?
2: So um, Micah finishes high school mm-hmm. and uh goes she goes to Colombia mm-hmm. uh, she gets a communication degree with a minor in parapsychology oh so
5: the conspiracy
2: theorists the conspiracy theorism mellows out yeah, yeah yeah into okay what's 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 really happening <laughs> <laughs> Um, she finally learns fashion.
0: Oh. <laughs> doesn't buy off no the mannequin more, anymore. <laughs> yeah,
2: no more, no more off the rack for her. I like, um, so
0: she, she finds like her style. I like that. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and then she comes back to, cause her, her family still does live in Corrington. Like the house is still there. Yeah. Her parents, when they deign to come home, still come home to Corrington. Yeah. Um, but she comes back every summer to, uh, Check on the town, mm-hmm. catch up with Colleen and Tiffany, mm-hmm. um see Clyde. Yeah. Um, she's absolutely interested. Like the there is a a mental timeline in her head. <clears throat> like she is counting down.
0: I like that. Um so yeah.
2: she she would be one of the ones she she would be uh looking into any information about Ball and Mott mm-hmm. and You know, trying to see if there's anything like side of Mm Corrington that is affected by them. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and then she's she probably runs the like she's got a show on the on the university radio station. Nice.
0: Um, So you. What's it called? Uh, You have this inner timeline running. You're thinking about what's going on. Give me a brains check of let's say you have seven years just sort of think about research so i'll give you a, it's going to be a lower difficulty give me a brains check of
2: 10 okay no modifier um i've got some adversity tokens so i'm gonna pop that heck
0: back. yeah go for it
2: so that i have just made
0: it a 10 nice so you you bump up to a 10 um and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this in a moment. Um because I wanna ask one thing first. You talk about how you catch up with Clyde, you talk about how you catch up with Colleen, but you go to Columbia. You're living in the city. Do you connect mm-hmm. with London at all? And London do you connect with Micah? Uh
4: well this is kind of part of the backstory. Yeah. Um so um London, you know, he's in New York um and he like spends like a year um mm-hmm traumatized about what happened, so he completely, like, changes his name Ooh. to Jackson, Ooh, um, Jackson to try to, like, start a new life mm-hmm. um, as this person. Um, but, like, he ends up, um... Oh, he ends up getting into drugs really bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, um... What the hell? He, it's the 90s. Quaaludes, dude! Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, then he ends up, like, living on the streets and homeless. Wow.
1: Oh my god
3: That's rough seven years
0: It's it's tough seven years for London He he, Mm. he learns a lot He experiences a lot Um and kind of Stumbles along the way as he's Sort of finding himself Um yeah So if you end up homeless is there Like Micah do you end up Finding this out About London London like yeah do you all Ever interact
2: Um Wow. Okay. Did, would I have known that, no, no I, mm, I will say maybe I did know. Cause if I hang out with Colleen mm-hmm. and Colleen knows he went to New York, mm-hmm. I would say that I would be looking out for, I would be looking for him. I won't know where he is, yeah. but I'll be looking out for him. So if I found him, mm-hmm. I help him for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd be looking for him yeah. just to make sure that he's okay. The,
0: yeah, the great thing about this moment is like we can choose. It doesn't need to be if. Like you tell me, do you find him or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I would like to. Hell yeah.
0: yeah. So you, like uh, London, you're a little bit down on your luck. Um, and somehow in some way, uh, Micah, you're on your way to class and you, you know, the person that's there who's kind of napping, you know, that individual and it clicks. Um, and so sorry, um, Jackson uh what um yeah what does that look like as you guys uh start to re become uh (laughs) like friends again or like build this sort of connection to truly a part of your life that like you ran away from the scary everything that was wrong
4: yeah uh maybe i feel like maybe micah one day sees him Mm -hmm. probably doesn't recognize him yeah but uh Maybe like in a way gives him a peach to just see if his mind like flicks back into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have it's questions.
1: <laughs> What's up? Tanya? Yeah. So are you just walk? Do you think people just walk around with peaches in their pot? What the? F- um, you know what? It's like, Never like, mind. If Clyde it's like, isn't any Whoa. example,
0: if Clyde is any example, uh,
2: it's, it's not an actual it's not an actual fruit. It's a um like a stress ball. I think that, no, no, no! It's 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 uh it's it's like a peach cobbler, mm, like yeah. that doesn't make like, it any. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I think the kind of, the kind of person Micah is is like, yeah, she would if she thinks about it. She she she'd give you some kind of food. Let's let's not say peaches, but she she'd have an idea and she'd give you I don't know something. <laughs> Something that would kind of like jog your memory. Um, and then because she is Micah, she has her own apartment on campus and she'd like bring you to her apartment. Like, like she, she, like you know, you don't have to stay here, but if you need somewhere to stay, you don't have to be on the street.
0: I like that. So you like uh, Jackson gets his sort of like feet back underneath him um through Micah and like you all don't really talk about what happened but you kind of in a way just know that you got each other like there there's a level of like just like trust and support um because of this trauma that you guys don't ever discuss though um well don't ever discuss until about six years and uh 51 weeks um you uh and and colleen are you also doing any research in the meantime are you like trying to keep up or is you're now like what happened was weird it was a weird thing and now it's just like there's a real threat of edm on the lives every day like what's
1: uh no colleen would be um having something working on looking a ball yeah and maybe her evening like every other evening she's seeing what came up in searches Heck yeah. And um, also, when she doesn't hear from London in a while, Mm -hmm. and she knows that Micah's in college at Mm -hmm. Columbia, she sends a note going, hey, I know you're in college at Columbia, and you may or may not have heard from him, but have you seen London? Mm -hmm. I know he just up and left, but we've been keeping in touch, and it's been a while.
2: Mm. Heck yeah. Uh, Colleen would get a a message from Micah one day that's super that's like super cryptic. It's just like lost package recovered. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be there like you know you're not a spy, right?
0: There's no need for this. Like you can just it's not. I promise you, were It's like this line is secure, dude. Um, I love that. So you guys are both doing your research and you're like kind of confiding with one another what you come across. um And in your time, you. Discover um one of the pre like uh someone a philosopher uh, archaeologist who'd been digging into um this sort of like ancient um Semitic canite time period um and come across these findings looking over their work um which once again I can generate a name if you want or we can y'all can come up with whatever this uh scholar's name is but um in a uh. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, sir. He's a he's a British chap named uh, uh, Bradford uh, Bradford Bollocks. Sure, um, wow. Brad, uh, yeah, Bollocks, Bollocks. Please. Please don't call me that. Um, Is that like his catchphrase, (laughs) (laughs) dude? So you're looking into this Oxford scholar who um, went on a recent dig um, in that seven-year time span and is discovering a little bit more and more information. Um, And uh, you are able to pull up a recording of one of his um, conversations where he talks about his findings. And uh, in it, he adjusts his glasses, and he, he, he begins. <clears throat> uh, now, the main story of uh, Mot or death is in Ogartic. He is known as the son of El, and according to instructions given by the god Hadad or Baal uh, to his messengers, lives in the city named Myri. Uh, a pit is his throne, and filth is the land of her heritage. But Baal still warms them. Uh, that you not come near to divine death. Now, this phrase is, is very particular, divine death. Lest he made you like a lamb in his mouth, and you both be carried away like a child in the breach of his windpipe. Fascinating. Mm. Um, now, Hadad or Baal seems to be urging that Matt will come to his feast and submit himself to Baal, but there's uh, a bit of miscommunication on that. Death seems to send back a message to Baal and says that his appetite is that of lions in the wilderness, like the longing of dolphins in the sea, and he threatens to devour Baal himself. In the subsequent passage of this finding, Death seemingly makes good his threat, or at least is deceived into believing he has slain Baal. Numerous gaps in the text make the next portion of the tale uh, obscure. So a little bit is lost to degradation in time. But what we do learn is that when the sun when the sun stopped shining or, shined, more brightly, the, it can be interpreted either way. Uh, it's goddess Shapash joined the Baal sister Anat in burying him. So his sister and uh, Shapash and Anat joined together with Mott to bury Baal. and then comes upon Mott, and seized him splitting him with a blade winding him in a sleeve and burning him in a fire grinding him under the millstone and throwing remains in the end of her field for the birds to devour trying to truly kill death what we learn is that Baal's father dreams that Baal is alive and sends Shapash to bring him back to life because the land has become dry. It needs its fertility again. And seven years later, death returns. Mot comes back, seeking vengeance and demanding one of Baal's brothers to feed upon. A gap in the text is followed by Mott complaining that Baal has given Mott his own brothers to eat, the sons of his mothers to consume. A single combat breaks out between the two, until the son, Shapesh, unbraids Mott, informing him that his own father, El, was turned against him and overturned his throne as it continues. Mott concedes and the conflict ends. Or so the text says. And that's the uh, end of Bradford's sort of uh, delve into a little bit more on the background of Mott and Baal. And as you guys are thinking about it and uh, you sort of going through this research um what brings you to arrive in front of uh, what brings you to arrive in front of corn hall seven years from uh the previous incident
1: that's
3: a good question this is, this is not me right because oh. uh, you haven't you're getting to me later this, no, this no no is no just this, this is
0: everybody that oh. that was information that Colleen and Mike gained. Well, we didn't share,
1: we didn't you, talk what about you? what we didn't talk about what Clyde's been up
3: to. Yeah.
0: I, I didn't oh yeah, mine, yeah so. I'm I'm so sorry. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me because this is also very important. Okay. Yeah. So well, uh, yeah. Clyde. Yeah. What have you been up to? You said in the seven years, what's been going on?
3: Yeah. So in seven years, um, Clyde. Uh, so remember, he when he was younger, he wasn't really noticed too much. When he came back with um, April, he finally started getting s- some notice. So now. He's a bit afraid to get close to people because he had this Mm -hmm. first opportunity of kind of opening up to people and this horrible thing happened. So he starts to basically, in the past seven years, he's been moving from small town to small town, Mm -hmm. trying to see if there's a similar, he's basically trying to like see if this, whatever leafy evil (laughs) that, Mm -hmm. which is what he calls it, the leafy evil. Um, exists in these other small towns, so he moves exactly. to a town. He sort of tries to scope out the the like politics of it, any local yeah. things. Um, of course, he's selling peaches as well because he has course, a bunch. Still got his industry, l- yeah. Like uh, bev- before they shut down the uh, farm, you know, he uh, it up. Um, yeah. So, like, so like that's kind of how he's he's getting money. So he is, you know, kind of. I have a
2: question for you, real quick. Yeah, what's up? Do you? advertise these peaches as coming from Corrington to drive The sales.
3: haunted peaches. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah. he 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 absolutely does that for sure. Um yeah, so like uh he he doesn't move too far away. He he just kind of goes in the periphery of Corrington mm-hmm. um because he's trying to basically track and see um yeah. you know what this thing truly is cuz uh-huh. even though he feels like April is safe he doesn't want um you know this to happen to anybody else so he's sure and and, and like as soon as he feels like he's getting too known in a town he like moves out to another one Dips.
0: So, that's a so. I, yes. I appreciate bringing up April because let's talk about her for a little bit that's that's kind of a trust uh, a pretty rough transition like in those seven years to kind of be moving yep. as constantly you are but uh, you all stay close like you uh, you know like through it all it's always the two of you um from her seventh birthday on though you begin to notice something plants lean to her as she walks by them on her eighth birthday you notice they protect her once she fell out she was climbing a three a tree and she fell out and that you just trimmed that bush you'd you'd like trim the hedge to be further back but suddenly it's as if it extended and softened her fall oh. before she landed mm-hmm. um on her ninth birthday you see her having conversations with uh your peach trees just like talking to them as she normally does but it feels dif- it feels like a conversation cuz the leaves almost seem to be rustling in the gaps of her questions of her statements that she listens to before replying, and then on her 10th birthday what
3: happens oh man um so on our 10th birthday um i am you know it's a big birthday um so big birthday so i'm so i uh you know i'm trying to get her what she really wants um mm-hmm. so 1996 uh mm-hmm. see so i'm trying to get her a, a nintendo 64 uh oh is that mm. is that i was like yeah. super nintendo's nintendo 64 yeah. Nintendo yeah, yeah, yeah get her an n64 uh, heck yeah these things are sold out all over the place mm-hmm. uh, but but uh i'm trying my best so i'm trying to surprise her uh, yeah with a 64 uh for her birthday
0: she has, when, when you get it, she opens it up and she has that moment,
5: Nintendo 64? Yep.
0: Just like yep. screaming at it, having a blast. Uh, you see, uh, the peach trees, for whatever reason, like kind of shake a little bit outside, almost as an excitement. Um, yeah. You guys, uh, have a moment and, um, when you put her down to bed that night, she, um, says, Daddy, thank, thank you so much. I I love the gift. I, I it's exactly what I wanted. Now I can play Super Mario all night. It's, thank you.
3: Well, uh, not not all night, but uh, I'm 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 glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. Oh, okay, Junior, I uh, I sure wish these consoles had parental controls. Uh, that'd be <laughs> that'd, that'd be very useful. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, she chuckles a little bit. Um, looks at you and kind of grabs your hand and says daddy I know you've been looking into some of the scary things that happen ever since my nightmares that I don't know dad they feel like more than nightmares Um, and I can't help but feel that we need to we need to go back go back
3: back to corrington why
0: there's something i don't know the leaves tell me that the peach trees they keep saying only i can stop what's going to happen only i can be the one who's going to protect us
3: (sighs) there you you go with the leaves again you are always talking about the leaves Daddy, you, you just can't hear them okay they
0: they're my friends they know what's right they they protect me
3: all right if we go back it can't be for long uh i do have a couple people that that i do want to i i want to check up on um so sure we can i mean it's it's your 10th birthday um, you, know, you know, I've been checking in on the news like nothing, mm. nothing else um, crazy has happened there. Mm. Um, why not?
0: And so you make your way back to Corrington. Yep. You've got April with you. Uh, and you uh, all arrive. It's some, somehow you guys end up in front of Corn Hall. What brings you all there? What sort of, um, I imagine, Le, uh, sorry, Colleen and Micah, you discover that Hall is the source of the ritual. So it's some way, somehow, it's still important. Um, and so that kind of brings you all present. Uh, Jackson, what convinces you to go back and join them? Um, for what has been a seven year clock on your back?
4: Mm. I would say his family. Oh. Uh, He he hadn't said goodbye. Yeah. He kind of just left. So he wants to go see if his family's still there. Yeah.
0: He has no idea. Yeah. 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 What happens to his family?
4: Oh, um. Uh. Let's just. We'll say that his his parents both have died at this point. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, he, he's going back but doesn't know, like, the house is, any of this. He yeah. goes
0: back, and you look, and your house is different. There have been renovations done to it. Um, and then as you walk by, you notice different people in the home. Um, that's all we're going to talk about for that. Uh, and then you sort of move forward, and you guys all gather together. Um, you pull up uh, at Colleen's house, I imagine... As you, of mm-hmm. course, you you know something's going to get happen. You have to get ready. Um, how do y'all get ready?
4: Um. Find a good old bat.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was about to say, Are we, have we talked about we're all going to the hall, or do we all just meet there? I'd say- Or we're going to Colleen's you to know prepare what? to go I, I would
0: say April- is the one who tells you that the trees have been telling her more and more. I need to be there. I need to be where it started. Like that's where we need to go.
3: Okay. Uh huh.
2: Um, I think in Micah's case, cause Micah would have driven Jackson back. Like mm-hmm. Micah would have been, you know, like she would have driven him past his parents' old house mm-hmm. and, and all that, and I think we get to Colleen's house, and it feels really similar mm-hmm. to seven years ago mm-hmm. when we're gearing up. Yeah. Um,
0: There's something in the air that just sort of like resonates with y'all. Um, yeah. And as you, um, well, yeah.
2: And I was just gonna say, like, I don't, I don't think we well, I, I, don't think Micah says much. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, it's just like this, this really palpable energy.
0: And you all sense it in a way that you don't understand that something is coming and arriving. And you all feel it before you know what it is, as the earth ripples and rocks. As out of the window... From Colleen's mansion you see arise a tower, unlike anything you've seen before. Climbing rapidly, seems to be made of white marble that shines and reflects the sunlight. Reaching up and up to the heavens. You guys pull into the 77 uh, Chevy Impala, familiar. Set yourselves ready, and you peel out as Clyde, you made sure April's buckled in the middle seat. Um, You pull up and you see people from the surrounding areas looking at this monstrosity that arises and just start running, start booking it. Some of them are walking towards it and a few that put their hand on it shock for a moment and fall down as you get as you gather and you stand in front of what used to be the entrance to corn hall you see a single set of double doors extending into the sky into the ether and above it it says tower of babel all ye who enter Abandoned faith for it does not matter to me.
1: Oh boy. Oh wow. That's no
0: good.
3: We're getting biblical.
0: And so wow. you all uh gather at the door, you see April grip onto Clyde's hand, and as we enter the Cornwall, I think it's a perfect time to talk a little bit about powered characters. So the cool thing about uh, rival uh, Kids on Bikes is that you can introduce characters with like powers who have different abilities, um, and the way that they work is uh, that no one player controls them. You all get to decision and decide how they um, sort of exist and operate in challenges, so you all collectively will make those decisions. I'll provide any narrative-driven... of context through them that needs to be relevant but for the most part everything else about them uh you all communally decide what happens um and also how you then aid them to do what they do because there's got it there's an interplay that occurs um and so you can see i in our game i added a character sheet for all of y'all to look at um and that is for april uh rutherford All of her stats are are left blank. Her flaws are whatever you guys set them. And her powers, I wrote down, control over the earth, less control than Archie, maybe more powerful. So that is the question mark that is present there. Um, But what do you think are her strengths? What do you think um, sort of drive... We were established that she um, is kind of protected by nature in a certain way. So I'm going to say she's tough. So she has that sort of strength that's present. Um, I'd love for you all to each pick like one uh, or, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, pick a strength, uh, like decide what two other strengths for her would be. And then let's pick uh, two flaws. Uh,
3: I'd say unassuming. I mean, she's a 10 year old sweet looking girl. Yeah. Yeah. That can apparently wreck shop and talk to plants. <laughs> so, you know.
2: Um, I would give her... I'd give her intuitive.
0: Intuitive. I like yeah. that. Yeah. It feels like a lot of it is she knows there's a pull of what mm-hmm. needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I like that quite a bit. Heck, yeah! Are, are you guys comfortable with that, uh, Tanya, Brandon? Anything else changes you'd um, add?
4: I'd add uh, protective. Protective? Yeah, Brandon's Perfect. in
1: my brain. He stole my idea. Get out get <laughs> of my head, Brandon.
4: <laughs> well, okay. then uh, I'd love to ask
0: you, what would be a flaw that this 10-year-old has?
1: Oh, a 10-year-old? Jesus. 10-year-olds. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> they have no flaws. No, Is she they, restless? Oh, they have plenty Is, of
1: flaws. I've met 10-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say reckless, because she's like, i got to go save everybody. But you're, right. you're 10. Mm-hmm.
3: Um. Hmm. It's kind of a weird question. What does prim mean? What does that mean? Prim, like I think prim and proper
0: is kind of like I've always heard the phrase together, so it's like kind of like, oh, I do things by the book. I'm I'm oh. like
3: yeah. So like so so like somebody that can't adapt to a situation kind of? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um she's not flippant. Uh-huh. she's not flipping yeah. or- wait till those or- teen or- years come out yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I was looking for something that looks kind of like well i, I guess reckless kind of covers impulsive
0: Re- reckless um, i mean disobedient might be in a, a similar yeah. way uh, Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: and remember flaws are for you all just didn't yeah. like as you describe or think about how they yeah. play like that's the character like how would they interact yeah how
3: how about clumsy like how, clumsy how, how yeah. about she's a bit of a klutz like for sure like uh you know like uh, that tree caught her for a reason like she was out exactly there. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was yeah. out there tr- trying to do the most you know cool
2: Plants are sick of saying that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she just
3: They're like, this kid
0: wasn't the chosen one. My y- God. Yeah, yeah, I
3: know. She just like <laughs> forgets to tie her shoes and trips over her shoelaces. And then a plant comes <laughs> and yeah. braces her fall every five minutes. That's great.
2: Uh, um, restless? Okay. Restless sounds good. Like her need to get here. Like, I mean, it, it feels like. I mean, maybe if you hadn't agreed to come back to Corrington, she would have found a way yeah. back mm. in that in that sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, think I like right. that with the intuitive nature comes that restlessness. Like I have a purpose. Um, I got to be there. I like that a lot. Very cool. Um, and then what is her best stat? Fight, flight, reigns, brawn, charm, grit. I'd say,
3: uh... I don't know. Charm, maybe? Yeah. yeah imagine that she's like a super cute... Like, she's super cute. Yeah. Uh,
0: she's great. Because that's my baby. I mean, uh, to you, of course it's charm, you know? She say hospital, <laughs> you know? Of
3: course it is. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I melt I melt on that uh time.
0: you melt mm-hmm. cool um I'd say her charms probably a 20 um let's say because she's a 10 year old her brawn is her smallest stat um just like just how physically intimidating she is is gonna be the lowest one um I'd say what what do you think gets the second highest grit or brains yeah uh. Or is it fight or fight? You know, I'm. Uh, let's not pigeonhole ourselves. Yeah, I don't think it's grit.
4: I would say, I would say fight.
0: Fight. Oh, she, she's tough. She's got like powers. Like she can do stuff. Yeah. For sure. Let's make her fight. That sounds absolutely right. Um, and then let's order flight, brains, and grit. Um, I'll.
2: I'd say give her flight the D six. Okay. Cause she is, she's still ten. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, does she have a D ten brains or a D four brains? Or uh, sorry, uh, a D twelve or a D ten? No, sorry, a D ten or a D eight? That's where we're at. D eight, D
3: eight
0: for brains and D8. a D ten mm-hmm. for grit.
4: Mm-hmm. Heck
0: yeah, awesome. That is April R- Rutherford. We can fill in um, a little bit more as you all uh, want to add and develop, but I think. Her backpack is uh, her abilities and what she has. And um, yeah, that seems okay with you all? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so you all now are able to control April. Um, that character sheet is for you all to decide how you want to use it and what ways. Uh, so there's that present. Um, and now as you guys pull into uh, the tower um you see a staircase winding rising upwards um going on for almost what appears to be infinity um you just see a bit of light at the very top um what do y'all do
1: Mm, I'm gonna hope that we were smart enough to bring torches or flashlights. Why we have torches It's 1996. <laughs> uh, but look, plants, fire, it, yeah. it could work. Um, my
0: so my I'm coming from an immigrant background. My parents sometimes still call a flashlight a torch. Like grab the torch, and so like I it, I hear it and it's in my mind. It's the same exact thing. Like 100%. <laughs> right,
1: but yeah. like my brain also goes. But Dragon Age, a literal
0: torch, a literal torch. Yeah,
2: <laughs> one of each. Why not
0: both? Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, no. but yeah, I think Micah. M- Micah definitely like in a callback to the first time pulls out her flashlight. Mm-hmm. It's the same flashlight. What? Like, <laughs> no way! <laughs> and and then and then she's like, "I'm I'm kidding." And then she pulls out like a, a better <laughs> flashlight. <laughs> this is my
0: sentimental flashlight. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> this um, flashlight has the memories. Heck yeah! Yeah,
3: I'll say that Clyde. um over prepares for this trip. So he mm-hmm. actually has one of those, um, I don't know what they're called, that miners use, those flashlights that you strap to your, like your head. <laughs> like those hard hats? Yeah. Below, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So he remembers being down there and it being dark. Yeah. And he's like, just in case. So you see him pull just, out his, uh, yeah. his uh, minor light, minor
0: flashlight. And, and it's, to you, it's like, you thought you were going to have to go underground again. The fact that this is like rising up and above, feels unnecessary and so you get in and realize um it's not dark but it's not light either it's just kind of is and so so the light definitely helps illuminate a little bit more um and as you guys uh sort of swing your lights around um you sort of look at the um staircases leading up um anyone can give me a grit or a brains check of eight
2: i'm rolling brains
1: i'm rolling oh, grit oops, i
4: did not mean to hit that no. oh no i'm gonna roll
1: brains i have better in brains okay Did it roll for me i didn't hear the badoop noise i did not
0: hear it either we're gonna wait <gasps> no.
1: Oh, you know why? Cause, uh, oh, cause I'm smart and didn't hit the rest of the button. <laughs> I'm smart. Okay,
0: there you go. Oh my God, why am I smart? So- nice. Oh, nice. Oh, you right. get to roll again because you got a d10. Okay. Your dice explodes. So you, nice. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about we talking a little bit about exploding die, uh, but it something incredible is gonna happen. Oh, um, ooh, you got a 19 on nice. it. Uh, nice. Brains of 13, and so uh, you all are looking at it, and um, as you're gazing and, and appearing, um, you're getting closer to it, and you kind of, uh, Jackson, you you get up nearby, and you look at the stairs as you're climbing up, um, starting to make your way, and I don't know, you just take a moment where you stop, and, like, you... The, like, the next step looks a little weird, and you're, like, I don't know, maybe it's just a light, maybe it's a trick, you sign your flashlight over it, you don't really tell, but, like, something is off, so you, like, you take a step back, and you uh, kind of just, like, poke at it from, with your baseball bat, and what ends up happening is the moment you press it and step back, a crossbow bolt from the sky falls and lands exactly on that step
3: oh my god uh
0: and as you're looking you see and you realize because you your die exploded um you notice a little like it's hard to describe but it's like a drawing of a humanoid figure of some kind it, it, it the head is obscured in a manner but you see it just, just barely at the edge of the step and as you're looking uh, and you relay this to colleen you notice that um after the next seven steps there's another one of those images um so as you all yeah what do you all what do i'll do after this happens is the step gone? No, mm-hmm. it's still there. Okay. There's just a there's just a, a bolt sticking out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, is there anything on the bolt? Is there like rust or blood or
0: It is immaculate. It is no rust. It is um an immaculate a weird way to describe it cuz it's also unremarkable. It's just a bolt. <laughs> there's no chips, there're no marks. Um on the actual bolt itself. On the ground there's a little bit of a a cracking that sort of happens, but as you look at it you seem that the crack also repair themselves, so now they just <laughs> it's as if the bolt was just always in the stone. Oh.
3: Oh boy. Well, uh uh we we got to be careful, but uh uh I'll take lead if no one wants to look uh you you are you have a child yeah i have a child that talks to plants okay i do a lot of other things too dad well look you're the one that wanted to come i i can imagine us getting into an <laughs> uh, argument you're the yeah. one that wanted to drag us here okay um, all right
1: you just hear like a shotgun click like we don't have time for this
3: that's uh colleen's parenting style look this (laughs) is why this
1: is why why colleen ain't got no kids so (laughs) So
3: you cock the
0: shotgun and everyone remembers that whatever this conversation is happening right here it is stopping you from getting to the top of Mm -hmm. what you imagine where everything is occurring so um you all start climbing up and london once again uh, sorry jackson once again when you get to that seventh step you see the little inscription you take the baseball bat you press it another crossbow bolt just sort of slams right into it from up above in a way that you don't see um and you sort of deduce that that's the rhythm pattern of these steps um what do you how do you tell everyone else
4: um well i feel like uh jackson is, is going to take lead since he ha- he's been lucky so far yeah. with catching these little booby traps. Yeah. So he'll, he'll take lead on this one. Just tell everybody stay back. Heck yeah.
0: And so everyone kind of follows back as you guys start climbing. Um, I, I want uh, collectively everyone roll me a bronze check, and we're gonna average to see how long it takes you all to climb the staircase.
2: Do I have to?
0: Yeah. I I'll, I'll roll for um. What's it called? Wow! Uh, April. Two, mm-hmm. oh, one, Micah. eleven. You got a, a seven and a six. So uh, let's.
2: My brown's a 4
0: <laughs> I'm gonna do some quick math by using Google. Quick maths. Um. Let's see. Uh, there you go. Six. Six plus seven plus eleven plus one plus two, and let's divide that by five, and you get yeah five point seven. seven. Um, and so it takes you. We were gonna do an inverse of a D ten, so it takes you guys about a little over four hours to climb these stairs as you're just making your way up and it's it's hard it's grueling at some point um you're always having to like jackson you don't lose track throughout all of this you keep counting the seven each and every time making sure um that folks step up and around as you guys keep going and going and over what, what do you all talk about as you guys are moving your way up
2: uh do these figures on this near the steps have any like significance do they look like anything
0: they look humanoid it's literally just like an outline of a human with um, a little it seems to be like a hair that's present but um no defining features nothing about them
2: um, well i'm occasionally handing people water bottles yes um and I think just kind of casually sort of mentioning the research that I've been that Colleen and I have been doing for the last seven yeah, years. Yeah. And kind of catching up with April because every when I come home for the summer. Uh-huh. Well no, you've been traveling. Yeah, travel. But yeah, so but I will take this opportunity to catch up with April because I think the first summer I came home. I was very excited to see April, but I was very sad to discover that you had left town.
3: Sure.
0: And so you guys are just chatting. You're catching up with April a little bit. You guys are otherwise just sort of making your way up climbing. Um, And eventually you begin to see that light uh, get closer and closer. And as you get it, it gets to be so right in incredibly so um that the next thing you know as you almost seem to step through it you're on a platform looking down on a staircase that seems to go on forever Mm -hmm. above the platform right at the center um of this spiral sort of staircase where it sits is a stone uh what looks to be a stone soldier Holding a um, crossbow with a series of strings leading out down the steps. Mm. Behind him sits a door.
3: I want to look and see if there's any inscriptions or anything on the mm-hmm. soldier, mm-hmm. like like any markings or inscriptions of of uh, importance. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you look and you see a little, uh, like inscription underneath that you can't make out. It's a different language of some kind. Um, but we'll get, let's do, um, yeah, you can't make it out, but April comes up and roll it. You see she puts her hand up on it. And says, um, I I think it's a story of when, I I don't know, it's, this was a bad man. I think he, I think he. Conquered and and took land and became mighty through his violence. And all I can hear is seeing him raise his crossbow into the sky and shooting off a bolt. And when it fell, it was covered in blood. And he said, look. I've killed God.
2: Are you sure he didn't just like hit a bird or something?
0: I don't know. It's it's weird. I wish I could tell you, uh, but no, I mean,
3: he thought he killed God. Hmm. Oh, I know you're better at this, uh, cryptic stuff than I am. Um, but I, I I just can't make anything out of that. Um, that w- that I think we can use.
5: Hmm?
3: Okay.
2: Well, I, is the crossbow removable from the statue? Uh, give
0: me. Uh, how do you remove it? The, it the, the, anything is possible. How, how do you how do you <laughs> remove it? How, and I'll tell you. Do you what what stat are you using? And I'm going to give you the appropriate uh, check for it.
2: Um. I. Let's see. What do my stats do again? Or tell
0: me how you want to remove it. How you envision removing it, and I'll I'll tell you what stat would work.
2: Uh, okay. Describe it to me one more it's time. It's a
0: stone statue holding a what appears to be a stone crossbow, aiming oh, directly so down.
2: Stone. Okay. Um. Hey, Jackson, can I borrow your baseball bat? I'm just gonna try and break this thing. Sure. <laughs> yeah,
4: here, take it.
2: So yeah, I'm just gonna try and like go brawn it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's gonna be great. Okay, cool. Uh, it is stone, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you the the check is
3: gonna be it, it's gonna be like a twelve.
2: Okay, it's not it's not gonna happen. Can we help
3: her? <laughs> like like can we collectively help her?
0: Yeah yeah absolutely. Tell me that that could lower the check. How do you collectively help as uh you all try to like wrestle the crossbow out?
3: just try to bash i want to try to bash it at the same time that she does
0: okay so you so you grab it let's say it's going to lower uh the check for either view to uh going to be nine okay great
2: still not going to happen for me <laughs>
1: um if they fail can i try to just shoot the statue's arm off
2: yeah absolutely
0: that i'm going to make that be a fight check but let's let's roll if, if that is your plan <laughs> Uh, so you you pull out your shotgun you're ready you're aiming at them i'm gonna be like duck (laughs) Uh, so see let's see those rolls i got a five
2: it exploded once It exploded once
0: that's good that's good and you got a five so with the explosion roll i'll say because that that is that is big um something supernatural happens so uh clyde you try to like wrestle it out and um you uh uh, Micah grab the bat and go to swing but you kind of like stumble and when you, you don't actually like hit the stone but you like poke the crossbow and the, the dude like the stone dude with the edge of the bat and as you see them going down Colleen uh, fires her shotgun at the statue causing it to dislodge from the sort of strike force of all three of y'all the crossbow falls at your feet while the statue itself tips over and starts tumbling and rolling down the staircase, as you hear it go on, wow, oh. for a really long time. Yeah, I was about time. to say it's four time. hours. For like, <laughs> oh, a really oh long time. Wow. <laughs> Do April hear, you yeah, you hear it shattering Yeah, you hear like crumbling along the way, and you hear it, but it's like still going, and it's getting a little more muffled. And April turns to y'all, it's like, um. I guess we just go through the door. Are you waiting for that to stop? Dum, 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 dum,
3: N- no. <laughs> well, sure, sure hope nobody was following us.
0: Uh, and so you guys turn and you push forward to the door. And you grabbed uh, that crossbow. I'm going to say you're yeah. going to find a couple bolts on the ground as well. Nice. Uh, let's say, uh, just give me a, a roll, a d10. That's how many bolts you find.
2: Okay. It's going to say I'm rolling flight, but I'm okay. not. Okay. Foley explosion. It exploded. Yeah. You find
0: a quiver. Oh, oh my goodness. God. That's wow. So, that's a terrible thing to explode on. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 but no, no, no. no. That's well, amazing. Let's, let's, you grab these crossbows and uh, you poke them up. And as you look at them, you see the tips are, are different than the shaft. The rest of it is the same stone color as everything else but the actual like bolt head seems to be there's something on it that is either red in a certain light and like white in another it it, it shifts but the pattern is as if it was dipped in something along the end um yeah and so you guys pull up and you push open the door into this next space. And in it, you see a room full of about 30... What's the polite way of describing this? 30 corpses standing upright and looking at you all. Well, I mean, looking's a bad phrase because anything other than bone and skin that's riding away has disappeared eyes gone um you see teeth sort of sticking out a little bit more um and as you enter they turn and look at you all
3: like the actual corpses turn like yeah. their heads turn
0: they all turn <sighs> okay and gaze at all of y'all
1: Who has fire? Because nope, Uh, nope, nope to puss.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn to April and say, Mm -hmm. hey, uh, have those leaves told you anything about uh, corpses? uh, This situation?
0: Uh, She's just kind of like clutching your head into your stomach as, uh, no, I have no idea what to do. Uh, She's just kind of creeped out. Okay
3: well uh they don't appear to be attacking us or anything uh maybe it's just like a like it's supposed to creep us out but we just need to keep going ah, it's keep meant, going. it's meant to test our fear Yeah, I mean I don't mm. I don't want to hack up 30 bodies I mean they're already pretty hacked up
2: should I shoot one
3: uh well that might anger the, anger the rest of them that's why i asked feel like like what before, you did anyway yeah?
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, did
2: say who's
0: got fire as, as the first thing that they walked into that room yeah cool uh, is that is that um, what you want to do you want to take a shower at one of them
1: who me
2: or
0: no or uh, no, anybody no me did yeah? you just got these like brand new bolts like
2: I, and i kind of want to see what they do Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's use a bolt.
0: Uh, so just roll me a uh, fight. Ooh, you get no, 11. Still pretty good. Uh, and you. Wow. Yeah. You definitely. Oh, it, it, it exploded. Exploded again. Oh, oh no. It's <laughs> like good or bad. Whoa. Uh, so here's what happens you ready your crossbow, and you aim, and you fire. And as uh, the bolt shoots out of the crossbow, it circles and spins and uh, catches in the arm of one of the corpses, um, who then turns and opens its mouth, and it would scream, but it has no vocal cords. There's nothing present to create sound for it. Um, but you just see as even without eye, what appears to be incredible pain strikes it, and the others around look at this uh, one who had just been hit and rush to it and sort of stand in between you as they shield you mm. from it, scared of you and this device.
5: Mm. Through
0: them, you see a door behind them.
2: Okay, uh, I will fit another bolt into the crossbow and I will just keep it trained on them.
0: So you walk through, you step around, you see these corpses shuffle and, and raise their hands and, and
2: push back as you walk and continue to the end of the door. Do any of them, I mean, they appear to be in such a state of decomposition as to make identification impossible, but do any of them look familiar? Give me a brain strike.
0: Not a That's single a one. Not a single one looks familiar as you're gazing out about them until you reach the end and you swing around and you see one right on the side. It's face unrecognizable. It's got no hair. It's just skin. But this one still has tatters of their clothes left. Ooh. And you notice Mayor Bromting's. Signature
1: coat. Oh, no,
0: tattered coat. And he sees you. Not his tattered coat. And this is his suit coat that he always wore with his vote for Bromington pin just right in the side. Um, sees same thing. but sees you. Raises his hands and cowers away and sort of puts himself behind one uh, corpse that, as you now look at it, you. Uh assume is jessica fitwicky bromington who's there hugging a smaller corpse and protecting her in her arms hmm. oh mm. and so well yeah
2: yeah i i just i just kind of like shuffle everybody through
0: awesome so you shuffle everyone through and you guys get to the uh other door um and you push your way open as you open this door.
2: Nope. Um, and then once everybody is through, yeah. I tell them, like, who I've seen mm-hmm. and make assumptions from that, like, uh, these people are Corrington people. like it's i mean i know it's been seven years but mayor Bromington is still wearing that coat
3: don't, don't, don't say his name
2: why not i apologize
3: just a... well, look it was hard enough it was hard enough for me to come back here um just trying not to think about those about those people
1: Well, that's a little hard to do right now, Clyde. Um, And no one ever answered who had fire.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I pull out a lighter. (laughs) (laughs) We could have burned the... (laughs) You know
1: what? Okay. All right. We're just gonna...
2: Well, I got it for, for when we come back. And if they decide to, you know... If I run out of bolts, or if they're like, screw the bolts, I'm going to eat your face, then we light them on fire. You know
1: what you do with corpses? You burn them? They shouldn't be able to move.
0: The end of the hallway, you hear a voice. Yeah, that's the thing about corpses. They shouldn't be able to move. If anything, you could just replant them. That's what I had been doing. And you turn around and you see Archie chained up along a wall strung up in all four directions, one about his wrists, about his legs. Um, he's in the same clothes that you see him as an old man, but clearly standing at his full height. Um, and you see uh, him, look at y'all at, from the end of the hallway.
2: is yes. immediately trained
1: on him.
3: Yeah, for sure. Nope, nope. Mm-mm. Oh. What have you done, Archie?
0: I did what I've always done. I made the sacrifices. I kept us down safe. Uh what did you do after I was gone? After you, you made it so I couldn't do that anymore? Hi April, it's good to see you again.
3: Don't talk to her. Daddy, who is that? Don't don't worry about April. Don't worry about April. We'll we'll take care of it.
0: Ah, typical clyde keeping secrets even from those you love ah i'm glad to know some things didn't change
3: micah uh i think we should shoot him <laughs> i think we should shoot him <laughs>
2: like her finger is on the trigger if you say that she's going to press the trigger you yeah like, i'll, I'll, you yeah, like I'll say that forward do you like, like that
3: take... comment kind of got yeah. me and, and i'm i'm Clyde kind of does make an offhanded remark, like, I think we should yeah. shoot her shoot him.
1: Uh Colleen is going to step up next to Micah
3: mm-hmm.
1: and be like, Oh, that's what we're finally doing? Did, did so would would it be safe to say I brought like either some kind of special bullets or even in the time since the the seven mm-hmm. years, like I learned to like synthesize whatever it is about the peaches Mm. that work from the farm into special mm. bullets almost like silver bullets but they're yeah. like Ooh. rose gold colored i don't know shotgun shells or something I yeah,
0: yeah, yeah i love that i think you um are spending your time you're doing your research and you see there is something chemically different about how like plant matter how vegetative stuff from our Ar- archie's farm interacts with something that's not from it and you in that sort of understanding are able to create what that chemical difference is or rather um what is so special about like what causes that reaction to eat away at it and you realize the fact at the the core it's really weird these are you've never seen anything like it it's not citric acid it's a citric base that is what is at the core of all the Archie farms. That's what's something that, for whatever reason, set it apart. So knowing that you found citric acid to coat your bullets in, um, and you have those rolls gold ones loaded up, I do want to say this. As you step up to Micah, you see um, Archie look at you all and wince a little bit as the chains, sort of tighten and pull as you make another step closer to him
1: oh interesting so as we get closer the chains are pulling him further out
0: and he do you want to test that theory
1: yeah i'm gonna take another step forward
0: take another step Mm -hmm. and you see the chains at his feet pull and tighten and he exclaims and says (laughs) do it just just please just run over here And do what you're going to do. Because the longer you wait, the longer you stop. He's going to win. And it it won't matter anyways.
2: Wait, so Ball's going
0: to win? No, you made sure Ball won't. Something even greater. Something even deadlier will it's gonna be the end of all things the divine death so if you're gonna do it just do it okay being here the seven years this has been delightful but i'm i'm ready
1: I have my shotgun at the ready, but something about this is wrong. And I turn to look at the others. Why do I feel like if we kill him, something worse is going to come out?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he wants us to kill him. I mean, he's been down here for seven years. uh doesn't look like any food or water or anything. So I, I don't know. Maybe it sounds kind of weird, but maybe we should just leave him here
1: what if we all step forward once we'll just get like pulled apart he'll
3: probably get pulled apart or strangled or something
1: but if he's pulled apart he can't come back together mm.
2: can i recall what sir bradford bollocks <laughs> said about the divine
0: death <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh so he uh, talks about what the first mention from the mm-hmm. speech was particularly um, about Baal's warning to his people that you come, uh, that you not come near to divine death, lest he made you like a lamb in his mouth, and you both be carried away like a child in the breach of his windpipe. Basically, okay. from that, you ascertain that death is the, the divine death when it arrives, will consume everything. Okay.
2: Do not come near the divine Mm -hmm. or it will eat the crap out of Mm -hmm.
5: Okay.
1: I look at... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go on. I actually turn and look at Clyde. You've been living with this child for seven years. How do we know it didn't affect you too?
3: Well, I mean, I mean, we came back, uh, I've, I've been trying to research this stuff on my own. I haven't really, um, made much progress. Um, but, uh, April's fine. Um, you know, she, she went through a very traumatic experience and, uh, She does have some abilities that we don't truly understand. Um, But they're all good. I mean, she's all good. Um, So I I don't think there's any negative effects.
1: I wasn't talking about April. I'm talking about you.
0: You see April pipe up, and Daddy's fine, okay? All he does is protect me, and that's... He's fine, all right. I don't like what you're saying. Gonna staring contest with his (laughs) 10-year-old? No, I'm just like,
5: all right, all right.
1: You know, you know your dad best. Mm -hmm. But I kind of give him the...
0: (laughs) You, as you guys look and you're having this moment, you see that there is a door behind Archie.
3: Can we get to it or like do we have to like yeah, move into the door or go through him? The only way we can get to. The only way
0: to him is down this hallway.
3: But like the door, like is it Is he completely covering the door, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: He's basically spread well, out like him? this. I mean, if you were to like hop in through here, if you were okay. to stretch in through there, yeah. Oh man.
2: That's creepy. Mm. What if uh, like I I get down to April's level, like I I kneel down to April. I'm like, hey, can you do me a favor? I know this is kind of scary, but if you could just take like a step closer to that guy over there, like you don't have to go all the way over them, but just like I want to see something. Can you just like take a step uh, up there for me, please, April? Oh,
5: oh, okay.
0: Um, and April takes another step forward, and you see the chains another link pulls back on all four of them. Okay.
2: Well, that's my theory gone. <laughs> I figured that there was something cool about April that like if she moved up there the chains would do the thing, but are
3: there any uh plants in the room? Any um or plants in the room?
0: No. Everything about this structure has been made and that you've seen has been of stone. Well, except for those living corpses in the yeah, room behind the y'all. Yeah. Uh,
3: Well, um, I think we're kind of in a pickle here. Like, either we either we go back or we go through this door, which will probably tear this guy apart. Um, is he of any use to us anymore?
1: He wasn't any use seven years ago. I say let him get torn apart and then we light him on fire.
3: I mean, at this point, I kind of, I think I'm, I think I agree with Colleen, even though she doesn't trust me.
0: And so you all turn around and in a silent grimace, you take a step forward and you watch as he grits his teeth as the chains become tighter and tighter and April standing behind you is hugging onto the back of your leg as you move closer and closer. Um, eventually you start hearing the branches begin to creak and break and then as you are within three feet of him as you take a step a final snapping as he looks at you and screams before you see the sap that makes him start to unravel as vines come in between his flesh and you see what was once Skin is now immediately leaf and vegetative matter as it dangles from the four areas before landing on the ground on what looks to be like rotten leaves.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well that was disgusting.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean I'm Yeah. Oh that was, that was awful. Um yeah, oh god it smells so bad you guys like
4: step
0: over it and make your way uh, to the final door um, and you push it open and inside you see a seat made of some sort of stone of pure white a glass dome encases your new Residence and underneath the ground seems to be made of glass as well. And somehow from around you are clouds everywhere, um, creating the same gray overcast, um, sort of presence within the space. Uh, the chair itself gives off its own light that sort of brightens the room. This pure white that you think is marble, it must be, but as you get closer, you notice its design of bones being combined together to form the different parts of the chair. And upon it sits the most beautiful person you have ever seen. Hair nestling between their ears and their shoulder with a broad forehead, a perfectly shaped eyebrow, to a face with cheekbones lifted and sharp, a chin dimpled to match those on its cheeks as he smiles at you, all holy and with genuine love. And that is what you should feel. But as you look upon this figure, you feel dread and fear grasp at you in a way you've never felt, mainly because its eyes, do not contain pupils or irises, but are completely white. And as you walk closer and set yourself situated, you hear, Ah, my heroes have arrived! The herald of the end of days! You have come as I knew you would! Just as fate affects life, so can death affect fate. I'm just so glad you all were able to make it. I'm, I'm sure you have questions, but please, we have time now. We have so much time. Let me explain. Because it was I who brought you all together. I mean, I knew none of you would question my interplay with your raffles. So much other things happening in your minds, in your lives, but... I know only you all would be strong enough to end that horrible sacrifice being done to preserve my sibling's rule. You all saw it. You all saw what was happening. The damage. Thankfully, they're happier now, as you all could see. How barbaric. Ritualistic. Ritualistic. Sacrifice to protect the living. As if the living were so great to begin with. What do they do but beget death wherever they go, consuming and then defecating that which was once alive and precious? The living's time has come to an end. Even you all, Micah, <laughs> upon seeing innocence, it's just because it looked different than you decided to attack it? My god, if that's not a epithet of the life of folks existing, I don't know what is. Now, now there will be only the divine death. <sighs> One where sentience is removed, where intelligence free will, where love, all the things that corrupt, that rot, that pestilence that is the soul is vanquished finally. Oh, that's the wrong song.
2: <laughs> that's like a Bruce. little too relaxed for the vibe. Uh, it's like oh, he just starts lounging.
0: <laughs> Anyways, come on, we got time. Let's go hang out. Uh, <laughs> He's got a chaise lounge. He just got a chaise lounge that pops up. Um. Now, the last time my followers attempted this, uh Baal ran to daddy and had him interfere. So my first tower of Babel fell. And they cursed man to no longer be able to communicate, giving away to your different languages, leading to your misunderstanding, thinking that's what made you better, leading to so much pain and suffering before peace. I will right this wrong there will be oh my goodness i did it again guys i'm so sorry there will be no pain no suffering no no more existence only the comforting cold embrace of death come my heralds of the new nothingness come as we welcome a new era The rightful beginning of a time of divine death. (sighs) I can feel it now. We will end the burdensome existence of life. The perpetual pressure of accomplishment before your time runs out. There will be only divine death and finally, silence. Please, take your seats. And from the glass, Five additional bone seats emerge raising out of it. Come as we watch the start of a new era. Hmm. I'm sorry, what?
2: Right? I'm like, I'm sorry?
0: Is it sorry, I did this whole thing where I monologued. There was a lot of, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that happened there, but no, come on, take a load off. Grab a seat. We did yeah, it. You did like, it. Well like,
3: done. They're bony seats, like, like yeah, like a bunch of femurs. Like
0: it's put... very comfortable. Oh. The tibial makes a very nice cushion.
2: Right. Um God damn it! I hate it when the villains are relatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um. fact that you said the
1: tibial is comfortable, and then Micah said villains are relatable. Gives me a little bit of concern. Like what? <laughs> Micah didn't. No, Micah didn't say that. Let's hear oh, that. But that makes it worse. Like what have you been doing in your off time? Oh my um, god! I'm not
3: sitting in these. I'm not sitting in these chairs. And I turn to April and say, t- t- "I don't think we should sit in those chairs. Let's not sit in those chairs." Oh
2: heck, no! We're not sitting in those uh, chairs. No. I've just been waiting for someone to
3: tell me to shoot him. Well you don't have to wait for it, Micah. You 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 were a grown woman. Like like, like you, right? you, you you went to Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> didn't 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 they wow. teach you some leadership leadership skills? Uh, no, I was
2: a communications <laughs> major. I shoot him. You pull
0: up and you awesome. Give me a, a fight check. Wow. <laughs> no <The three. laughs> Uh, okay, okay. Roll their brawn. Beats your three. Um, and you, uh, see ready the crossbow. You aim at him. Um, and he turns and looks at you and says, Oh, you found, you took the god killer bolt? You, you took the bolt. Wow. Wow. What is it with you humans and, obsessing over being so dominant of having control over it all and you let loose the bolt and he sees it coming and he just moves slightly to the side as it whizzes by him and it cracks against uh the glass leaving a little chip in it and um and he looks at you oh no now i have to get that fixed oh well it won't matter i'll once it's all done, it, I can leave. Now, I believe I invited you to sit. Um, I would hate to have to force you to. Uh, and as he says it, that feeling of dread, that feeling of nausea, begins to really get at you guys. Um, and I'm going to need everyone to make me a grit check. Of seven.
2: Oh, dear. Two. No.
0: Six. Three. Ugh. Let's see. The yeah. last person to roll is April. Come on, April.
2: Go, April. <laughs> oh. oh.
0: And you all feel that nausea buckle your knees and at your stomach you fall. Um, and... You feel a tug as if some sort of force was pushing you closer and closer to these seats. Once you've seated, you'll understand. You'll, you'll, you'll get what's to come. Well, you'll be like those who you saw earlier. Happy sated comfortable don't worry all of this struggle all of this life it doesn't matter anymore once we all are divine and as you push forward you see april on fours trying to resist doing what she can um And as she reaches next to Clyde, she, with a shaky hand, reaches into his pocket and pulls out a peach. Mm -hmm. And as she grabs the peach, she throws it at uh, this beautiful individual.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Peach him right in the face, April. Uh Peach
3: him in the grill. (laughs) And,
0: oh, that's flight, my bad. Okay. <gasps> she throws the peach and he catches it and says, What, you really thought this would stop
2: me? It's a- Can I use that distraction to shoot him again? Yeah,
0: go for it. Uh,
1: and I'm going to that's- shoot after uh mic mm-hmm.
0: and so yeah there's nothing even special about these peaches
2: oh my sweet mother
0: <sighs> you fire another crossbow it he dodges again it bounces off the ground and it chips another point in the glass behind him and come on seriously stop damaging the glass guys i don't understand this will all be over in just a few minutes just take your seats Um, And then, Colleen, you try... And I'm using... Yeah, and
1: I'm using my last adversity token.
0: Yes. You get a six. And he sees you ready your shotgun with the citric acid bullets loaded in it. And you cock once, and you fire. And he says, guys, it doesn't even matter anyways. And you see him just stand there as the bullets hit and then fall to the ground but it's a buckshot so some of them get around and hit the glass and it begins to crack and shift and as it spider webs it finally bursts open and you see the wind blowing pulling as he grabs onto the seat Saying, now you've done it. Now, (sighs) if you just took your seats, this would have been over and not be an issue. And you see April. Look at him. Still holding the peach in his hand and says, No, if you had listened, you would have understood that it's not your choice anymore to control us, you or your brothers. And as she stands up, you see her begin to be pulled a little bit by the force, but she raises her hands and suddenly the peach begins to sprout a little bit of a vine that wraps and it grows and it wraps around Mott, binding him, confining him into a place as it then extends... To the edge of the uh, glass, and you see her struggling being pulled forward. Uh, get, let me have Clyde make a uh, brawn check to grab her before she gets pulled out along with. Can I? Oh, you won. You try, and no, everyone can. I love this. I love this. So you you go forward and you slip, and she keeps getting moving forward. It's a two (sighs) a two. You guys try. Hold
2: on, I'm gonna blow all my adversity (laughs) tokens in that first.
0: Yeah, yeah. more adversity. And then with a nine, you guys all together are able. When here's what happens: you grab onto her, like you you get her, but the pull is too strong. The suction is going out and. As Mott is being pulled out, he's looking at you and screaming in a manner as the vines wrap over him and encase him. And he gets—the vines now pull him out, push forward and forward through the glass, cutting through the clouds. And you guys are seeing this as the wind pulls April 1st, and then as Clyde wraps around her, drags him as well, then— uh Colleen reaches forward and grabs onto his arm, and it slows it a little bit, but it's still too much force. And Micah goes and grabs, and then finally, Jackson at the back, the anchor of this tug-of-war against the elements themselves, steadies and puts his feet down behind as you finally come to a stop. Still feeling that tug as you all grab and grasp and you see the plants now extending out, pushing out, the vines going incredibly far as April's eyes begin to glow. And as they push forward, you hear muffled screaming and violence. And it finally see a mouth burst open from the vines and says, it doesn't matter you think you can stop me like they did earlier you think you have what i will be back i will consume the end always comes and you see the clouds finally start to part as these vines pushing them away and april says it doesn't end today and a single bolt of light sunlight cuts through and lights onto this corpse, or onto this vine-wrapped individual. And through some force, it is as if the light itself was being propelled by some momentum rushes the body down to the base of wherever you are. And in a flash, in a way that you can't imagine... You're back in Cornhole. You're in the lobby. You guys look around, and it's the old gift shop.
3: Are there people there?
0: You poke outside, you look, and you see the folks who had rushed forward to touch the white tower. Are on the ground and they stand up and kind of shake their head to be like, "Wait, what? What was happening?" Um, it's two thirty. I'm forty-five minutes late for a meeting. And they jump off and uh, start making their way back. And you all are standing there at the base of Corn Hall, looking back um, at what just appears to be a circle of clouds a ring and the sun sitting above it and that's where we're gonna end our tale of core of the corrington crew oh wow thank you guys all so much for hanging out with me uh and building this incredible world it was very fun i had a wow. blast thanks again to uh, Blue Microphones for sponsoring us, uh, for letting us get through uh, this really, uh, sp- I it, it was spoopy at times and then downright scary. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you all for just being a part of that trip with me. Uh, folks in the chat, if you have uh, any questions, feel free to ask them as we talk about the system. If you want to know a little bit about designing the world or building it out, please uh feel free to let me know um but for you all you can also send that to us uh, in a twitter message if you want to reach out um that's also great but i'd love to just go around the room let's do some outros uh and yeah uh let's uh start off with sharif and then just make our way in a certain and a little bit of a clockwise formation
3: okay uh i'm sure you, he him uh still a little shaken up by uh by that episode <laughs> uh you, you you can find me as i drop my uh, bottles of uh em- empty bottles on the ground uh you you, you can find me at shriefjackson.com s h a r e f jackson.com or shriefjackson on all social networks um and i will be here i don't have any other recordings or projects that i know of coming up soon um so you can just check check me out here as we uh start our new season and uh a few weeks.
0: In two weeks. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Up next, Tanya.
1: Hey, uh, I am Tanya Cypher everywhere online. Um I'm doing way too much. <laughs> Actually, yeah. later today, you can find me over at Bard and Barbarian playing Aegon, which is a Greek mythology game. I think seven Eastern, so six our time. Um Thursday, not DD, Dragon Age is where I DM over at Wandering DMs channel. I think we have two episodes left. Um, Kelly the Opera Geek will not be with us, but it is our penultimate episode of season two. We're deciding on the third season. Saturday, I have nothing. Yay, that I have to stream. I'm excited.
0: What do you do? How are you celebrating? uh, Well, actually, we can talk offline. I don't want folks to know how you, you, (laughs) if you don't want to share.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm going to sleep.
0: Oh, okay. Um, And
1: then uh, Sunday, October 4th, we are taking a break from Rivals. You get a week off before we come back October 11th, but next Sunday into the motherlands premieres on my channel, I'm going to be an incredible mess and terrified <laughs> until people show up. So uh, if you like everything we've been talking about online, please come through us uh, for Pacific, six central seven Eastern five mountain and it's midnight for UK friends. So I will upload it later to YouTube Heck yeah. and uh, yeah, we're going to go into a brighter black future.
0: How long is the session going to be? Is it you guys doing two hours, hours, three hours? Perfect. So for those of y'all in the central time zone, that you know that lines up, you start at six, you end at nine. You watch Motherlands, then you watch uh, Lovecraft Country. It's the perfect Sunday. So build it out now, schedule it away. Uh, Up next, Latia. Tell them what you got going on.
2: Me, Hmm. uh, I also don't have a whole lot (laughs) going on. Me, Latia Jakes. At Latia Jakes across all social medias. Um, you can catch me October 9th um, for the GaryCon Autumn Revel be playing in a game that morning, afternoon, time zones. Um, <laughs> I'll have more information on that. I just said I would do it. So I'll have more information about that very soon. Other than that, you can catch me with the rivals when we start back up on October 11th and eventually streaming again on my own channel once i set up some overlays and decide what i'm going to play so follow me there and stuff sweet
4: up next we got brandon yeah um not much uh been streaming a lot lately um definitely been adding some stuff on the youtube channel so if you want to check that out uh you can go to i brandon tv on there uh other than that um uh, just catch me on the Twitters at uh, I am Brandon TV on Twitter, and then uh, Twitch is I Brandon. Heck yeah. Um, and then I've been your humble game master, uh, Masood Huck. You can find me on Instagram and
0: Twitter at Marood Boy. Um, I also have a little bit of time off. Um, we've got two weeks until the return of uh, Rivals. We got uh, actually like two weeks before the return of Mythic Odysseys of Theros. Um, I'll be around playing. Um, some games on Once Upon a Game over on the Indoor Recess Crew channel um, every once in a while. Um, we're doing a few more co-op streams, so that's fun. Um, but the big thing I want to announce, and, and now that I can, because I got it approved, but uh, during Roll20Con and following uh, on Wednesday nights on the Roll20 channel from mm. uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Central Time, um, I'm going to be running Bollock Bion, uh, Returning Home, uh, it is a Filipino nice. um, culture and cyberpunk-inspired role-playing game, and I'm going to be doing that with uh, my friends over from Stir Friday Night. They are Chicago's um, all-Asian comedy theater troupe. We've got some notable alumni, including Danny Pudi, uh, Stephen Yoon, and AP Bio's Mary Son. Um, and I'm I'm just really pumped uh, <laughs> nice. to be sharing this game with a really dope set of uh, folks uh, to have that representation. And so. Uh, start booking it in start getting your Wednesday nights planned for uh, Wednesday uh, moving forward. Uh, it's gonna be a blast uh, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, it's it's finally it's coming together. I'm really pumped. Yeah, that's <laughs> Awesome. Thank you um, Y'all uh, this has been rivals on bikes if you got any other questions if you want to follow us up Please find us on our Twitter and reach out um, if you liked this content if you like us exploring other uh, tabletop games outside of d d please uh, support us on Patreon. That's the best way to make sure that these content, uh, this sort of content comes out more and more. Um, if you want to find out more about uh, Kids on Bikes, check out our interview that we did with the creators over on our YouTube. And just finally, one last thanks to Blue Microphones for sponsoring us. Uh, we couldn't have done this without you, and we're super grateful. Thanks, Joel. Um, until next time, that's us. We'll see you all.